Hey everyone, this is Mitch from The Geek Awakens, and today we're highlighting some of the cool stuff happening around Central Illinois. I'm talking with Kevin Klein, gunsmith at Blue Coat Arms Company. Uh, Kevin, tell me a little bit about Blue Coat. Uh, we've been open a uh, little over six months now. Uh, business has been booming. Um, we're uh, pretty busy right now, uh, wrapping up uh, firearm deer season. Um, so we've had some orders come in, and then, um, as you may know, we just finished production for uh, STC's Bonnie and Clyde, the musical, um, so that's been pretty daunting. <laughs> so, okay, so <clears throat> on paper, so, I mean, you, you know, basically you build guns. Mm -hmm. uh, on paper, that doesn't sound like something we'd normally talk about on this show. No. Um, so what is it that Blue Coat does that does fit into our target markets, uh, so to speak. Uh, one of the big things that we do that's a little different from other gunsmith shops in town is I've been huge comic book uh, movie guy. Um, and so one of the things that we like to do is we take custom orders for prop pieces. Um, and we also do recreations of prop pieces. Uh, we try and focus on guns, uh, but we do occasionally get into bladed weapons. Uh, we do um, some bladesmithing and blacksmithing here. Okay, cool. Um, so how long does it typically make to make one of these props? Uh, usually it just depends on the order. Um, it can take anywhere from a week to six months, depending on how intricate the client wants to be. Oh, wow. So... Um... So how like how intricate like how like and how detailed have some of these pieces been? Um, well, um, I know they won't see it, but I can get a picture of it to you. Um, I recently had a client that just had to have a Red Dead Redemption style revolver um, because he loved the first game, bought the second game, found out what I do, and he's like, you know, I just I have to have it. Uh, that one took about four months. Oh, wow. Um, but I also started from a real gun that had been pre-assembled. Um, I changed it into a prop gun so it would be safe and then just put the finishing touches and things on it. Um, yeah, bladed weapons, uh, sometimes it just depends. Those usually range from two weeks to a month. Uh, we usually get a lot of, uh, I usually get a lot of orders for Batarangs because everybody knows I'm a huge Batman fan. <laughs> <laughs> also, who doesn't want a Batarang hanging around, right? <laughs> so, um, so tell me a little bit about some of the differences between an actual gun that you've made and then also some that you would make for a cosplayer or for props. Um, biggest difference between an actual firearm and a props piece is usually just the aesthetic value to it um, because a prop gun doesn't obviously work. You can mm -hmm. spend more time on the details um, and things like that. Although some people want the um, live fire prop guns like you see in movies and stuff that take blank ammunition, mm -hmm. those usually take quite a bit. Um, of doing because you got to make sure that they're safe and that they're designed to only work with that special type of ammunition. But that in itself presents a lot of challenges because you have to retime the mechanisms um, so that the gun still works the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of that can be a lot of trial and error, uh, which takes quite a bit of time and doing, but we're more than happy to do it here. Awesome. 
So, um, so I mean, going to cons and everything, like you always, you always are, see that they're trying to make things safer. Mm-hmm. So on your end, what do you do to make sure that your props keep up with any kind of safety standards that, you know, any con or whatever might have? Uh, we are constantly looking at federal and state law, obviously. Um, we usually ask our client that if they're planning on going to, say, San Diego or, you know, the ones that are in New York, someplace out of state, we usually ask them to research the laws and get back to us not only because we need to know what those laws are for our product but also because we want to make sure that our client is well aware of what they can and can't do when they take this prop out of Illinois. Uh, Another thing that we do is um, I try and talk to other cosplayers and prop designers that go to different places uh, just to kind of get a lay of the land because they get to go much more than I do. Um, Because, like, I just recently I had uh, two guns that I made featured at the Steampunk Festival in Hannibal. Oh, nice. A friend of mine from here wanted them, took them with him, and then some of the... uh, I don't know what you'd call them. They weren't exactly panel. The people who run the con, mm-hmm. uh, they found it, they loved it, and then they actually took pictures and stuff for their website and things like that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so no, we just we always make sure that we are well within the law. We do what we can to make sure our clients are well within the law. But sometimes it can be pretty tricky because, say, you wanted a weapon from, like, Kingdom Hearts, you know, you get something that's very fantastical, very mythical looking, you know it's fake. But then when you have someone that wants to go as Solid Snake to a convention, it's very difficult to pull off something that looks cool and is still considered realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, because you got to walk that line and make sure that everybody knows. So we usually try and incorporate some things into our design. But basically, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we put uh, detail and appearance above everything else. Um, But most of our names slowly getting out there. So uh, some people know our name in different states now. um, So they know the kind of quality to expect uh, when you see one of our pieces. Nice. So... Um, how many props have you made so far? And, uh, I know we talked about a couple of them, but like, what's, what's another one that's been like, just kind of like the, one of the more interesting ones. Uh, most interesting one, I would probably say I had, uh, just happened recently. Um, a person went to go see, uh, Springfield Theater Center's Bonnie and Clyde musical. And they were so blown away by the way that uh, Clyde Barrow's 1911 look. They actually commissioned me to build a copy um, of the gun that I had made for that show. Um, so I thought that was kind of kind of interesting because I know a lot of prop uh, people either don't like copying their work or it's very rare they get asked to make another one because they're usually just one-offs. Um, so altogether, prop-wise, I'd say I've probably made... Um, 10 pieces so I mean it's like I said we're still relatively new we've only been open for about six months um, but it's it's slowly uh, picking up this is 
This has been every bit in demand as our regular gunsmithing and gun sales have been. That's awesome. Which has been interesting. So, um, so you brought up Bonnie and Clyde a couple of times. Uh, what steps did you have to take to, to repurpose those guns from an actual, you know, real working gun into, you know, something that's more of a prop? Okay. Um, I'll try and go to as much detail as I can. There's some legal things that keep me from saying, you know, spilling everything. And Fair also, enough. if everyone knew how to do it, you wouldn't need me. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but no, so essentially what happens is um, I sit down with the client. So in this case, it was the director and ask her, ask them, do you want to use a real gun or do you want to use a prop gun? Most people decide to go with the prop gun because it is, it's easier to manage. Um, it is safer in the fact that it only shoots like caps mm-hmm. or it doesn't shoot anything at all. Um, but she was very adamant about wanting the realistic look and noises and functions um, because one of the conversations we actually had was that most of the time in movies even you see those are actual the pump action shotguns are usually real um, and they're just converted over because no one has been able to make an adequate um, imitation of the noise of a shotgun when it slides back and forth Um, so we do that and then, so she obviously decided she wanted real guns. So there is a mechanical procedure that we have to go through to make sure that the gun will no longer accept actual ammunition. It'll only work with the theater ammunition that we designate goes in that gun. Um, And then after that, you have to follow um, some paperwork and regulations with ATF uh, because essentially what you're doing is you're taking a firearm and making it not a firearm. So there's a registration process that you have to go through um, and everything. And that's also so like in the state of Illinois, you have to be at least 18 uh, to own a long gun, and you have to have a FOID card or a firearm owner's ID card. Um, when you buy a prop gun, you no longer need those things because they're not actual weapons, but there's a whole lot of red tape and stuff before you mm-hmm. even get to that point. Um, and I'll say, too, it also creates a rabbit hole when I have clients because I've had this happen twice already. They wanted... Uh, video game or comic book style weaponry, but they wanted it to actually work. Um, so that created a little bit of red tape as well. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so, okay. Um, now, kind of keeping with Bonnie and Clyde, what, uh, you know, and if off the top of your head you don't know all this, that's mm-hmm. that's fine, but like, what steps do the actors have to do to be able to handle these uh, props on stage? Uh, what we actually did was, because the funny thing was, was again, we were both adamant, uh, myself and the director, that everything had to be as realistic as possible. The first rehearsal that I went to, I found out that only one person in the entire cast had ever even seen a gun before, let alone hold one. Oh, wow. Um, so we worked very extensively uh, with them. Um, some friends of mine, Doug and Therese Schmidt-Goll at Aim to Shoot, um, they're concealed carry instructors. 
um, and safety instructors, they actually helped me design a, a lesson plan and a class for them. So mm-hmm. everybody went through it um, so that everything was as safe as it could be and everybody was knowledgeable. Um, and I think that really made all the difference because I know a lot of people that have went to go see it had nothing but good things to say about it. Awesome. So, um, so let's talk about, you know, like the, the business and kind of like the future or whatever. Uh, are you currently taking orders? And, uh, if so, like how does someone get a hold of you if they want to get, you know, either whether it be a prop or, uh, or an actual working gun? Um, our number here at the shop is 217-416-5962 or our website is bluecoatarms.com. Uh, we're always taking orders. Um, right now is actually a good time to place an order. This is just, this is kind of the downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, hunting season, um, is almost over, but then after that, we're going to be relatively slow until spring. Um, so for spring cons and events and stuff coming up, now's the time to think about uh, some pieces that you would want. And like I said, I can't really give like timeline mm-hmm. uh, because I would have to talk to the client, see what they want. But like I said, generally for uh, smaller basic things, figure two to three weeks. And then for more extensive stuff, it could be up to six months. It just kind of depends on what they're looking for. Nice. So, um, last question to end on, like, what, what have I missed that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's kind of like you said, this is kind of a weird, uh, topic for (laughs) this type of podcast. Um, but no, I mean, we, uh, really enjoy this. I mean, it's like I said, I've been a big comic book guy, um, for a long time and just happened to get into gunsmithing. And I think I was actually, I was watching The Punisher with Thomas Jane one day, and I was like, you know, I could probably make some money putting these two things together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So no, it's been a a fun ride. Um, I will say for any of your fans that do like guns, uh, one of the things that we've currently got going on right now is the uh, Illinois State Military Museum's doing a gun raffle. Um, they're trying to purchase a World War II Jeep um, for their exhibits. Um, but So they are selling tickets for that, and you can also buy tickets through us. Um, so it's good cause. And okay. Now, when, uh, how long is that raffle going on for? Uh, that raffle will be uh, going on until the 15th okay. of December. So chances are, if you're listening to this right now, it's, it's probably over. But <laughs> we're, we're anxious to see how it went out, how it oh, turned yeah. out. <laughs> At least go see the Jeep. Right. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, well, that's going to kind of wrap up this, uh, this special episode of the Geek Awakens. Kevin, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our regular show. Uh, we'll be back with another episode Thursday, and we'll have more of these interview episodes from time to time. Uh, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time.